Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. It's hard enough to live without him. It's hard enough to lose him. And it's hard enough to know that I have to spend the rest of my life without him. Michelle. Hey, Carling. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy new episode day. Yeah. Hey, listen, before we get into it, Mm -hmm. I just want to put out a trigger warning. This episode deals with suicide Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's a pretty heavy topic. So we just want at the very top of the episode to say, you know, make sure if you are going to listen to this, that you're in a safe space and the right headspace and take care of yourself, take care of yourself and always, always, always reach out to somebody if you need support or help. Absolutely. And that is all. Okay. Maybe we should have a can trigger warning because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> just before we did this, Michelle's like, should we just have a can trigger warning? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, girl, we'll shoot we it got right this. the cuff. No, it sounded fine. Okay. Everyone knows yeah. that this kind of stuff is important to us and yeah. your mental health is important to us and we don't want you to be surprised by any yeah anything that you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's like a surprise episode. Like if we get big <laughs> enough and we do like Ellen's, what did she call it? 11 days of giveaways yeah. or something? Or is that She's Oprah? She's going away, hey? I after know. this season. I know. She's canceling just... herself. Mm. Um, How are you? I have popcorn kernels stuck in my tooth. I see that. <laughs> well, I see you struggling to work it out. Can you hear it? <laughs> I'm okay, I think. Yeah. I was just saying like I feel really shaky for some reason. Like my hands and my... Legs are, or like my arms and my legs are shaky. I think it's just because we've seen each other so much this week. It's too much? It's <laughs> You're just like your body doesn't know how to handle this much me. Uh, no, it's not. I don't know what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But we survived week one of your kids doing virtual school. Yes, we did. And I got to be here a couple of days. I was supposed to be uh-huh. three, but only two because I got a migraine. Yeah. So your mom stepped in. Thank you, yeah, Donna. Yeah, she did. Thanks, Donna. And you Shout were here out. on your two what should be kid-free <laughs> mental health days. Yeah. It was not Turned that. into uh, kid-full mental stress days. Yeah. But listen, this week I'm going to encourage you, and I'm putting it on the podcast so we can all hold you accountable. Oh, Lord. Okay. While your kids are doing school, you could be doing that course that you signed up for. This is the problem because I was like, oh, I should do that course. But then I realized my kid has my computer. I will. We're going to sort it out. Hold, please, please hold. hold. My kids, kids are playing outside of my door. We're back, and I really liked, uh, you just, like, swung the door open, and you're like, hey, ding dong, I'm so glad you're having fun, but please go do that not outside this door. Please go have fun, not five feet away from us, please. Yeah, they're not fighting, so I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, we need to get you another digital device. You can't do it from your phone? Uh, I probably could, but, like, I think there's lots of videos and stuff. It's like the Angry Mama. Angry Mama course. Yeah. But I think that's... So if anyone wants to know my parenting style... (laughs) talk about it on the podcast yes and i think that's i'm really proud of you for signing up for it and now, i did not sign up for it what <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah and this week i don't know this has been a hard week for me i talk a bit more about it on our patreon episode coming up but mm-hmm. um my hours at work got cut which like i'm thankful i still have a job yeah. and my employer supports me and just you know in order to still have a job everybody's hours are getting reduced yeah. so yeah i'm just a wee bit stressed, a stressed and spiraling about that. Uh-huh. You sent me a very stressful email at work. I know. Telling me all your problems. You were like, I... how's it going? I'm like, well, I haven't been able to stop crying. But your kids have your kids don't notice. Or I know. Care. I was literally at your kitchen table with my work computer just like periodically crying. And they just walked by. They were on their Zoom calls. They were like, I'm going to go outside. And I was like, like, that's okay. That's great. That's fine. Thanks, kids. But then what did I do? What did you I bring for brought you? Me, you brought me a comfort lunch. I did. 
a spicy chicken sandwich. I did. And then you said you weren't going to eat it. And I said, you better because I, know, I, I spend money on it. <laughs> I had just put the salad dressing on my salad that yeah. I made. So I was like, what is this sad food that you're eating? Please stop. I know. But thank you. You're welcome. And also, I just realized I said sandwich. Sandwich. How Yikes. do you sandwich? Sandwich. 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 Oh, is this going to be another? I know that it's sandwich. But I say sandwich. I'd like a peanut butter and banana it's sandwich. It's going to be another fisticuffs, fisticuffs situation. Yeah. yeah. This is why if you're not following us on Instagram, you need to. You're because missing Because we were recording an episode for our Patreon and I was saying fisticuffs and Michelle thinks it's fisticuffs. Yeah. And apparently most of you do too because everybody that voted on our poll said fisticuffs. <laughs> Ugh. Fisticuffs just sounds so much more aggressive. Fisticuffs, it seems like I'm just going to like start slapping you or something. Like, No, that's slappy slaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slap-a slaps? Oh, <laughs> slappy slaps. Anyway. Anywho. Um, We're very podcast busy, though, these days. We have so many interviews coming up. We've yeah. interviewed so many crazy, incredible people and stories and our calendar is full. So you created a bunch of stickers. I did. And they're funny sayings or things that have come up in our interviews mm-hmm. or our yeah in our episodes. So you can buy them on our website and you can either send us PayPal or you can, if you're Canadian, why is it only Canadian? Because Americans don't do e-transfers. It's so weird. What? They're like so behind. You can't email money? No. Like you, you can only do Venmo, Venmo or, or something, PayPal. but like you don't email it to someone. They don't have that. It's very weird. Americans are weird. But you're great. You're great. And but get your banking you. together. <laughs> yeah. So you can, if you're Canadian, you can PayPal or e-transfer. Mm-hmm. And if you're American, you can just PayPal. And, and it's free shipping. Yeah. Stickers are $3 each or five of your choice for 10 Yeah. And yeah, we're excited to get them out, people. Yeah. Because so I love them so much. Check it out. And then also, if you haven't already, we need to talk more about our Patreon. Do we? Well, I mean, I just announced that my hours have been reduced by 20% and therefore my income. Okay, so we have a Patreon, guys. <laughs> you can go to GoFundMe at Carling's, Carling's really Stressed. Life. <laughs> uh, no, we have a Patreon and we just recorded an episode that I'm excited about. Yes. Excited and nervous because there's yeah. a lot of me talking. Mm-hmm. About grief and the aftermath of someone's death and all the ins and outs of, you know, wills and estates and it sounds really boring the way I'm saying it, but it's not. You're really selling it. (laughs) You know, we do point by point (laughs) estate planning. It's like wiki Accounting, (laughs) lawyers. No. No. Uh, no, so Patreon, it's a it's a monthly subscription. You can pay 5 or $8 a month, and each level gets something a bit different. But we've got over 30 episodes um, recorded that you will not find anywhere else. I know. And a lot of people, a lot of the guests on there have requested specifically to keep it on Patreon because they want to keep it uh, just less yeah. public. Yeah. And our own traumatic stories are on there. Yep. And we've got more to come. We, just, <laughs> we are full of trauma, yeah, you guys. Yeah, we'll just be talking one day, and I'm like, oh, that was really traumatic. We should talk about that on Patreon. You know what? Maybe also people don't know that as soon as you sign up, you have access to those 30 episodes, like, immediately. Yeah. So you can so, just binge mm-hmm. your little heart out. Yeah, if you're heading on a road trip, or yeah. if you, like, are just like, I need to binge something. If you're like me and just always have a podcast in your ear, just yeah. get ours and play till your little heart's content. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah. We don't really have a ton to talk about to this week. No. Um, this episode, we already did the trigger warning. Um, Sarita was so incredible to Ugh, reach out to amazing. us. So, Sarita, thank you so much. Thank you. For, for allowing our platform to be where you share your and Mark's story. And thank you for having, like, the most amazing accent ever. It is so lovely. I love it. It is so lovely. It is. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank okay. you so much. Enjoy the episode and... Enjoy. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hello, Sarita. Hiya. How Hi. are you? I was about We're to say good, good morning, but it's, it's you're in Ireland. What time is it there for you? In the day. So 
What time is it oh there? God, it's oh, wow. dinner time. Well, good evening. Oh, God. It's so only 10 a.m. Like, you're, you're both probably tired at this stage. <laughs> like, you know, you're only waiting at this stage. Sorry, yeah. you're only waking up. Well, yeah. Our yeah, well, we've like, started. yeah, we've had our coffee. We're like just getting into yeah, that's it. That's so. good. I'm, I'm glad that it's five here because I'm not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> well that's good i'm glad we got you at this it's time perfect. then yeah sometimes we have to get our morning voices kind of out of the way and and get ready for chatting it's at true this time i do have day. a morning voice it's like I do too. yeah I do so too. do i it's like you're it's like a hangover yeah. voice it's in the morning it's like don't talk to me don't talk yeah to me. Yeah. yeah so i'm, I'm yeah. awake now <laughs> i haven't had coffee yet yeah that's awesome and you have a house without kids for a yeah. little while yeah, so That's be, awesome. it's quiet. It's very different when it's so quiet. They'd be back in about an hour. So, yeah, it's different. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Hopefully you get to relax yeah. a little bit. Awesome. Well, I think we should dive right into it. Why don't we start by having you introduce yourself? Yeah. Um. Well, Sarita is my name. Sarita Egan. And I'm 39. Well, I'm not 39 till Thursday, um, the 29th of oh. April. So, Happy birthday! A few more days to go. Um, so yeah, thirty nine. I have four children, and they're age fourteen, eleven, eight, and five. Can you have to think of their ages there? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm from Dublin, so a long way away from where you are. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the awesome. Irish accent. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Oh, there's so many different accents here in Ireland, like yeah. the country accents and all. Like sometimes we don't even understand each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like in Canada. If you're from like the East Coast, yeah. there are some people that have like really thick accents and it's really hard to understand them. So you reached out to us and yeah, yeah. we are so thankful that you did because your story is I think really relatable and incredible and hard yeah, yeah and hard I don't like to use a word we were excited to talk to you just looking know. forward to hearing your story yeah yeah it's um god I don't even know where to start I um I still feel like I'm living in a in someone else's life like I don't feel like I'm living it I don't think this I don't feel like this is my life but I think it's really good to talk yeah um and I, when my husband passed four years ago, I found it really, really hard to try and find um, anyone that could relate to me. There was, wasn't, there was a lot of bereavement groups and um, loads of different groups that I could go to, but there was no one for young widows with children. And mm -hmm. I was 35 when I was with yeah. so there wasn't, there was a, like, there was really good places and I met lovely people, but when it came down to the certain topics, I just didn't fit in. Yeah. You know, it's just, so I, I kind of found that when I shared more of my story or more of my loss online, um, and I'd done an RT documentary, and I found lo a lot of women through that way. And it's kind of like more of a social media. I've, I talk to a lot of women on um, that have gone through the same thing or that are widowed with children, and it's just so good to talk. Yeah. yeah. And it is hard, I think, for, well, Michelle, you can talk to this more, but just like being a young widow, yeah. you don't fit in with the widow group because right. most people <clears throat> think, oh, like when your partner passes there, you've lived this long life together and they're, yeah. you know, in their yeah. 90s. Well, and not only that, but like you said, to find a, a widow with children and multiple children, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of widows will have, yeah. younger widows will have maybe one yeah. or two children, yeah. but to have so many and this is what I keep thinking in my head it's like I need to find that book where it says okay now you're a young widow with five children this is what you need to do and I'm like yeah. there's no book like that yeah. there's no group like that and I'm like I I just need to write that book because yeah there yeah I, because yeah I was the same yeah I looked yeah. everywhere because now yeah. it seems to be more common it's, that there are women younger women with more kids who are losing their spouses and it's like what do we do yeah it's so hard like the the women that I met and I still talk to we probably talk to each other every day um and it's mad because a lot of us haven't even met like you know in person we just talk online and talk to each other through Instagram yeah. and um 
so I I found that I would share I'd share a lot of photos of my husband and myself and my kids and memories on Instagram because um it's just like a way of keeping him alive yeah. and keeping his memory going so um I changed my name on my Instagram to shine bright like a diamond because it's just my place to talk for you know to yeah to share of them and and shine bright like a diamond was the song that I played like that we played for his funeral song so wow it it really means yeah why don't we go back to the beginning can you sort of introduce us to your husband tell us a little bit about him how you met yeah um so we met when we were only 14 just turning 15 we were only babies um so so young we were like I look at my son now and he's 14 (sighs) I can't imagine him meeting his future wife yeah Um, wow but um yeah we were only so so young and since the day we met we never parted for the 20 and a half years that we were together um he at 16 Mark left school and he wanted to be a mechanic so he started working with my dad as an apprentice mechanic and then he just started staying over more and more then when he was so young um and then we went by the age of say 22 we decided to go and travel the world together we went to we went all around the world and we went to Australia and lived in Australia for we traveled for a year and lived in Australia for a while and we just had amazing experiences oh, wow. like it's just such a different life to live and no worries and you know it's just lovely and but from the age of 14 15 we always talked about having kids and getting married it's like we knew you know from that age that we would mm-hmm. you know we used to say, oh, we'll have about three or four kids, we'll get married and, you know, and we'll travel the world. And everything we planned came true. Everything we wanted to do, we got to do, which was lovely. Wow. Um, we got home from Australia and then we decided, right, we've got that out of the way and we've done our traveling. So it was time to have kids and we planned our first son and Aww. that's Dean. And then every three years after, we had another one. That's awesome. That's very familiar to my story as well. To my husband and I met when we were 16. Yeah. And yeah, we we talked about having a big family and things like that. And it's it's just so nice. You were childhood sweethearts as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really rare these days. Yeah. Yeah, You know, so that's really special. it, It is. It's really special because you get to grow up together and... We like we grew up from kids um through school, you know, through different work like life yeah. and traveling and like we matured together and grew up beside each other. Like we weren't adults when we met, like we were children when we met and just grew into yeah. adults together, which is so nice to do. It and is all your and, memories are together, yeah. right? Like all your yeah. that's yeah. But then that then it makes it harder too, right? Because then it you almost don't want to make any new memories. Like that's how I can feel sometimes that making new memories are kind of so hard, pointless when you don't have your person, right. Yeah. That you've had for so yeah. long. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like being handed a brand new life or being reborn that you yeah. don't know how to live. And I, I just, I, it's so hard to know who you are again. You lose your whole identity. Like you're, my identity was Sarita and Mark and kids like that was who we were and even in his words he used to always say together we're complete like you know we're just like one person we finished each other's sentences we like knew each other inside out and wherever Mm -hmm. I was he'd be and wherever like we, we just knew everything about each other it was just such a we had such a lovely relationship like he would genuinely be my best friend um, yeah, yeah it, it's tough but it was, like his passing I think is the most painful thing I could ever imagine uh, for my life anyway I can only speak for mine but it's he it was just before our wedding um a couple of months before our wedding and he was saying I'm going to start you know walking out you know so I can look well for a wedding day and stuff and he said I, I this isn't working for me I'm still looking really thin I'm not building up and I thought he looked amazing because he always had a really good shape and physique like but 
you know, and you get something in your head and you want to look good. So he had this in his yeah. head, he wants to look well. And um, a couple of um, people were telling him, why don't you start a course of steroids or, you know, it might build you up a little bit. So he said, oh, do you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I was like, I didn't know anything about them. So I was against it and kind of worried. And I was like, oh no, I don't really want you to do that. And he was like, all right. And, and then a week or so later, he said again, do you know what, I'm just going to do it. Um, because you know they're fine. They got on okay, and like I'll I'll try it out and look. You know they done really well with it. So I was like, okay, then then you know, okay. So he he started on them and done like six week cycles. And, and was he, it injectable? Like, is it? Yeah. Um. Well, first he started on the tablets. Um. Okay. They're just like a tablet form steroid, and then I think more as more and more you get into it. Yes, he, he starts on the um injectable ones as well. So it's wow. It's it, it's a it's a they're very hard to come off, and as amazing as they make you look, it doesn't last like that. Because the minute you stop, you're you know you get full of fluid and your mood gets really low, and you're you don't know you, you just you know find it really hard to function. It's like coming off probably certain medication that's right yeah. with your mind. You know it's. And was this, is this something that is easy to get? Like, I wouldn't even know where to look. Like, I would, like, go to Walmart and be like, I'm <laughs> yeah. looking for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that just something, like, is that gym culture? Because I think that's yeah. common here, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where they get it. Yeah, they're not legal. They're not, I'm not sure of the legal regulations around them, but I know they're, they're not illegal to take, but they're, but they are oh. illegal to sell. So, mm -hmm. You know, you, if you're cost selling, you would, you know, you can't sell them, but they're not illegal to take. You can, you can take them, but it's mainly right. gyms oh. that would sell them. And like, you know, you'd get, it'd be always in gyms and stuff like that. Yeah. But we had, and so, and if, I guess if you're around that, right. And, yeah. and yeah. the people that you're working out with and you're <clears throat> maybe they're mentoring you on how to get fit. Yeah. You know, that's the culture that you're going to kind yeah. of get into I call it like bro culture yeah like, bro culture yeah 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 it's so many people take them and so many young people just want to look well it's like it's like anything in life now with anything in social media and stuff like everyone you know even the younger kids looking going oh, I want to look like that it's yeah like it's just you see something and you're like oh god like I could see that he wanted to there was certain people he was following that he taught oh god if I keep going I can look like that and you know it's just yeah. like and he he didn't go to the gym actually we had a gym in our shed um so he'd come home from work and he'd go out to the shed and the kids would even go out with him and they'd be doing their little walk out beside him and um, you know it, it was all still family orientated like he'd done it at home um, yeah but he loved to do it and like that's good. walking out is good to keep here you know for anyone to do it's just a yeah coming off them um he was on and off them for a couple of years um after and how how old was he at this point when he was taking them um oh he we got married at 32 and he started them just four months before oh wow okay wow. so and when did you start he, to notice or I guess what are some of the changes that you noticed when he was taking them um oh god there but the, they'd make him in really good form when he's on them and starting them. You know, they'd be, he'd be saying, well, come on, we go here, we go there. He'd loads of energy, loads of, like... And he was still his lovely, happy self. Like, Martin was the, like, the jolliest, funniest person and sarcastic person. Uh -huh. and, you know, like, he, he just had a lovely way. And he was such a good dad and really good person. Like, he didn't... I hear of a lot of people that... um get rage with steroids and he didn't have rage you know certain things that did affect him but he didn't have that you know he'd get flustered at certain things or like a little bit more snappy um, right. at you know things in life that he wouldn't normally be that way for and um, it was the coming off them he really wanted to stop taking them because he knew that they were getting a little bit too much from right and you know, when he'd stop, he'd wake up with headaches and say, oh, God, I, I'll just do another week. You know, it, I need energy to go to work and stuff like that. It's yeah, it you just kind of learned. It's like you'd start depending on them because they give you so much energy. 
and then he um sorry then uh, the when he decided that that's it I'm just going to stop we both went to uh, the doctor and he had blood tests on and they said his hormone levels and testosterone levels and stuff were kind of, were low and kind of all messed up so he'd need to see an I think it's an endocrinologist um yeah so they sent a letter for him to be seen and they would help him um wean off safely and under their care but that was a long long wait and he never got to see them because just just the waiting system for anything with hospitals just seems to be really long yeah so yeah. he just decided I'll just stop myself and that wasn't a good idea to oh, do wow and wow. so I guess what are what was that process like for him weaning off them himself he didn't even wean he just stopped he just said I'm sick of this oh, okay. and he just stopped right. and there's he seemed okay for a while and you know, he just said, no, I'm just going to knock it on the head. What's the point in weaning off them? I tried that already and it didn't work. So I'll just stop them Yeah. because I don't want to do this. And even in the meantime, he'd have like, you know, younger, like lads would come to him and say, oh, I'd love, you look great, Mark. I'd love to look like that. And he'd say, don't take them. Don't. I'm warning you, don't take right. them. You know, don't, yeah. don't go near them. And he'd tell me if someone told me, everything that I'm feeling now I would never have touched them ever and I just hope right. that no one ever does and that's why I talk about it because I know that he'd want me to he'd mm-hmm. know that I, like he, yeah he wouldn't want anyone to go through that it's just the withdrawals Absolutely. are horrific um like I I at the time like I had been with Mark 20 years and I knew his personality his his ways I knew that he never suffered with depression or like he just was like I just loved him I just loved him so much I could I could never fault him in any way um, yeah yeah whatsoever but uh he coming off him he just he started suffering with psychosis and did you notice it right away like was it obvious to people on the outside no 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 one on the outside it was kind of he had about four episodes and it was at home and they're very scary. It's very scary because uh, it's like looking at someone that's not, it, they change from being who they are to being someone else. Yeah. Just if it, seeing someone with psychosis is very scary. It's like they're in their own planet. And no matter what you say to try and rationalize with them and get them to calm down, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't understand. It's like they're looking through you. But no matter what, when he calmed down, he'd realize and say, God, so you know that that was like a dream, and yeah. Then being the person he is, he'd say, "No, do you know what? I'm I'm fine, um, and I'm going to be fine, and this is going to be grand, and we'll like we'll walk through this together." So you know, once I have you, I'll be fine. And I got him another appointment then to see the GP to try and make um to try and speed up his appointments with the hospital. Mm-hmm. But he he died before we got to go and Sarita how old were your kids during this uh her daughter her daughter was just turning two and um that's Amy and then Callum was just turning four or sorry yeah four yeah and then her other son was four years ago I'm trying to remember their ages they're uh 10 and 7 like they were all only yeah they were under they were all under 10 all 10 and under that's that's almost the same ages as my kids too when when their dad died i'm wondering because here in canada if someone is going through um either a psychosis or or a mental um Mental mental health crisis we can just they can just show up at the hospital at the emergency room is that something that can be done yeah. there? And I'm assuming maybe yeah, he wasn't yeah. okay with that. Yeah, there, there you could. Um, we have a mental health hospital, and you could, you know, you could turn up, but um, he, yeah, he right, wouldn't let yeah. me, and um, bring him when he was in that state of yeah. mind, where psychosis, you're so scared yeah. of everything, 
you know, so you don't really believe people when they tell you something that you're only believing what's going on in your yeah. head. So I just wanted anything just to keep them calm. And then after it, I'd say we need to go and he'd say, no, I'm not mm-hmm. going to hospital. Yeah. I don't want to do that because I'll, I'll be fine. Right. Um, so he just agreed to go to the doctor, but he didn't and it, make it's it. It's so hard with adults and I think especially like a partner or a spouse because you want to give them the autonomy of their own body and health mm-hmm. and you want to believe them when they say I'm okay now yeah but uh, but in the yeah. same hand you want to make sure that they're okay and take care of them you know that's it's really tricky yeah it's uh, I never went through anything like that so I wasn't sure how mm-hmm. to cope with it or how to manage it or and then when he passed, like the last four years, I'm living with the guilt of not knowing what, what I should have oh, done. I'm so sorry. I'm so, yeah, I'm so sorry, Sarita. I don't think that that will, sorry, I don't think that that will ever leave me because I was, I would have done anything, like absolutely anything to save yeah. him until... Yeah. You know, and I thought I was doing everything right, you know, I, I thought how I was handling it was really well, and it wasn't even a long time, like, yeah. it, you know, he only got, it was only in a matter of two or three wow, weeks, wow. you know, I didn't have time. Yeah, I'm so sorry, and I, I, I can see what, you know, that moment, if he's telling you that, you know, you're the only one that he trusts and he's so scared and you're looking at your partner thinking like it's going to be okay. Like you don't want to hurt him. Right. And you don't want him to be afraid. Right. So uh, please, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't want you to feel that way, but I, I 100% know that feeling and I'm really sorry. Yeah. I'm, I think a million people would say to me, you've nothing to feel guilty for. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what, you know, I even sat with a psychiatrist when I was just, I really just couldn't cope yeah. anymore. And I was in hospital myself and I remember this psychiatrist talking to me and I says, I can't live with this. I can't, I, I can't live with this in my head. It's hard enough to... It's hard enough to live without him. It's hard enough to lose him. And it's hard enough to know that I have to spend the rest of my life without him. Yeah. With me and our children. But I just had this horrible guilt on me that maybe I could have stopped this from happening. You know, I was his wife. I was with him every day. We lived together. And he, I remember the psychiatrist saying to me, it's, uh, you know, he, he spoke to me about everything I'd done. And he said, no, you know, you've done everything that you could. You didn't break his trust, and that's what you need to do when someone is psychotic. You know, you can't, you can't, yeah, break their trust because they need someone that listens to them and doesn't just, you know, grab them in the car and drag them to the hospital. Kind of, even though that, to me, I keep going around in my head saying that's what I should have done, but I wouldn't have been able. Yeah. So he died by suicide. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, that's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, now you're a widow with four young kids. Did you have a big support system? Uh, um, I, oh, God, um, amazing people. Like, my my family are amazing. Um, both my family and Mark's family and my friends are great. I have, like, the best friends. But it's, like, everything when you're... Everyone is always around, like, and everyone is around and helping, and they they set up days and times to stay over and, you know, help me out because I I really really could not function. Yeah. I, I, you know, I I think I went six weeks without showering. Yeah. And my sister put me into the shower, and I remember sitting on the ground in the shower, and she washed me, and I just said I don't want to get washed. And she's like, but you need to wash yourself. And I said, I don't care. Yeah. You know, why do I get the novelty of washing myself when he's gone? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just crazy what goes through your head. Mm-hmm. You know, just you feel guilty over everything. Yeah. I didn't want to eat. Um and I just can't I just lived in his tracksuit top yeah. all the time. It's the only thing and I still haven't washed it to this day. It's still it's still there, it's still something I'd wear around or I'd sleep in his t shirts, but like it's I won't wash them. But my family were like they are amazing, but it's like people have to get back to their own lives and people like as as good as they are and is I think it happens with everyone any anytime anyone yeah. passes, I think it happens. You know, like they everyone will be great and then it's when all that wears off and you know, it, it can't last forever, you know, people can't always be checking in on you and asking, you know, are you okay or whatever. It's then it hits yeah. that you're on your own yeah. and this is your life and this is you know, this is who you are now. You're it's just you. Like it was just just me and my kids and I still have like I still have good people in my life and I've you know, they're great but it's it's long it's the loneliest grief I think. Yeah. It's yeah. well and really and I'm hard. I don't know if you experienced this, I'm sure you did, but people asking you how they can help, it's really hard. It's 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 a lot of work to try to come up with something that they can help you with. And of course there's mm-hmm. help everywhere that needs to be done, but a lot of times you just need someone to come to you and say, This is what I'm going to do instead of you having to tell them or I one hundred percent understand people saying, like, what can I do to help you? is them yeah. trying to help you and and be there for you but as someone who's just lost someone and who is shattered thinking about something for them to do for you is almost impossible yeah yeah, yeah you don't know what you want or what you need yeah. um like it's yeah like you don't know what to ask for and and, and I know people mean well yes. and always say you know reach out if you need to talk and I'm here if you need to talk and stuff but you know I I cut back on that as well uh-huh. I don't I don't talk to everybody about how I feel every day because yeah. I don't want to be the depressing one either like you know I don't want to be um yeah. oh she's crying again like but there's not a night that goes by that I don't cry myself to sleep I just don't just no one sees that people just yeah. see when I just get up and I'm just being a mom and just trying to figure out this new life and trying to it's like it, it's really is your yeah, you know it's, it is it's hard yeah. to figure out who you are like you know who am I now that I'm not I'm not a wife anymore and like I didn't just lose one person I feel like I lost him like his presence of him and but I lost our past, our future. We had so much planned. Like we had so much planned together. And then my yeah, co parent, yeah. you know, to help me along with the kids and your family life, you know, I and I'm not a jealous person at all. I love to see people happy because my even, you know, if you scroll through social media, my yes. you know, my heart is being my stomach when I see families um, you know, on holidays and it's, I think yeah. it's lovely for them and I'm so like I smile for them but I I cry for me because I don't have that anymore and that's something that we love you know I love my family like Mark and yeah and her four mm-hmm. kids just was my life and that was yeah my daily well, life and, every and day. too I've said this too that there's no one now on earth that is as responsible for your children as you are Anyone that is now watching your children or stepping in to help you, I know I have felt like I am burdening their lives by getting help, right? But, but when you have your partner, that's their role. That's your role is to they take over the kids for you when you're going crazy or you take over the kids for them when they're going crazy or you share bedtimes and you share the duties and you share the memories together. And and when that yeah. person is gone, it is, I mean, it's the the void is just unbelievable and people that haven't gone through it don't know and and they can say I can't imagine or if that happened to me this is how I would feel but you don't know 
until it's you. And you don't know until every single minute of the day you are living without your person. Yeah. It's, I describe it as like being dropped in the middle of the ocean and I just don't know where to swim. You know, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I th- I'm yeah. just, I'm just winging it each day. Like, um, I, I, yeah. and yeah. there's not a day that there's not a trigger. There's not a day that there's not something that will, um, make me think of them. Like no matter where I go, what I do, something could happen with the kids. Yeah. And I'd say, Oh God, I'd love to just see, you know, see what Mark would think of this or, what and then even if it's something really good yeah. you know I feel like crying like their confirmations their communions their their birthdays yeah. like they're meant to be all happy times and mm-hmm. my heart sinks because we should be doing that together and I know when they get older you know when they have kids that's going to it that's I can't even look ahead like that because you're meant to share that as a couple and I yeah know you meant to do that as a family and yeah yeah there's so many decisions as a mom on your own and I, I don't call it single parents I call it solo parents when you're you no. know when yeah yeah you've just decisions all the time and sometimes I don't know whether I'm doing it right or doing it wrong but I'm just I yeah. I do my best for them they're my four heroes and that you know they're the most amazing kids yeah. that I've I know everyone loves their kids and everyone's kids are amazing to them and everyone's like my kids are the best but like I genuinely feel that they're they're the bravest you know children that I've I can imagine they're just and they're so loving and kind and they have this in them now where they want to succeed in life they want to you know everything they do Mm -hmm. is, is like I want to do this so dad is proud of me and I want to do this so so you're proud of me and I like you know so dad can look down and be proud and then you can say oh look but you know they're doing really well and like they're always you know my daughter pick up feathers all the time and and that's daddy you know everything is yeah you know daddy's there there was a robin in the garden this morning and it was like she came running in with my other son and they were like daddy's in the back garden and you know that it's the robin sitting in the garden he's coming to visit like so we we try and like the little signs are there all the time, so oh, yeah. But they notice everything, and wow, you know, nice. I, I love to keep Mark's memory alive. I love to talk yeah. about him. I just love to talk because I feel like if I can't, if I can't share our love and I can't share our life and I can't share him, I feel like it's taking another thing away from me that I already feel empty and I don't want to let him go. You know, I'm. I'm not ready to let him go and yeah. you know I don't think I'll ever yeah. be ready to let him go it's yeah he was my everything and and you never have to let him you go know, you know you did. never do you really don't no. yeah and um, and you have your children who are part of him right like he's always he's always there so the concept of letting him go is just not yeah not possible yeah that was going to be my next question you know, was sort of how do you as a family keep him alive especially for your two youngest that will have the least amount of living memories with him yeah I am I love to do things like I got all his shorts and I made them I got them made into little cushions so um where where we passed in our home I have like a little chair and I have all his um cushions and pillows and I have a teddy bear made with one of his shorts he wore at our wedding um and then there's a little voice recording in it and when you press the voice recording it says I, I love you and it was from her wedding speech where he said I love you Sarita and I put the I love you bit into the kids teddy bears as well so Aww. that they could all have it and hear his voice um yeah oh my know, god just, just little things oh, like that, that like, like hurts I, my heart to think of but yeah. it's so wonderful but so hard they do they like I remember collecting them and I Oh God, it just broke my heart and I, I even I don't press the button on it because when I hear his voice it's like it sends a, sh- a panic through me like it's uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. I have it you know it's there and they press it my daughter presses it constantly you know if she's in the room and if I'm in bed and she'll come in and say wake up mommy and she'll put the teddy on top of me and it'll say I love you Sarita and she'll say look daddy's oh, telling God. you to get up 
man. He's trying to tell you to wake up, mommy, and she'll keep pressing it and pressing it all the time. And that's oh. her little way of saying, you know, mommy, get up out of bed and, like, let's go. Yeah. Well, wow. I, I do a lot. I've got a huge blanket done as well with all his, um, with shorts and stuff. And but all of the tops that I got made onto the big rug were all ones that meant something. So there was ones from when we traveled the world that he wore in different countries, you know, like that we traveled to. And, you know, then clothes he wore on holidays and with the kids and clothes he wore when we were on our honeymoon. And um, I just got them all put onto a big rug. So, you know, we take turns kind of snuggling that, you know, we might have it on the sofa or I might have it in my room. But there's, you know, there's always something. To, I'm always looking for something to do. Like I have a shrine in the back garden. It's like a little fairy garden. Oh. It's a memory garden. So there's plaques with his photos and family photos and stuff. And like, yeah. That's really it's nice. It's like little, you have to do, I have to do these things because yeah. if I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel really lost. I feel like I'm. Well, and you decided like to go back to school, right? It's something that you guys had talked about before he passed yeah. away. Yeah. Um, before, uh, a couple of months before Mark passed, I, I was, I was saying to him, I'd love to, I was always loved um, counselling and psychotherapy and I just loved how, you know, jobs that actually meant something and that you could help people and, you know, you could support people in hard times because everyone goes through hard times, just all different yeah. ways. And I remember Mark saying to me, you know, well, do it, do it, because like, in, in, like he used to laugh and say, well, you you're like Mother Teresa, the family series. So like if everyone's ringing you for advice, you might as well charge them. And he'd laugh at it. Like, so you're going to just make sure you do this course now. Yeah. And he kept, he kept at me and I was like, oh God, it's a degree and it's four years and I don't know if I'm able to do it. And, and he'd say, no, you are. You are like, I'll be here. I'm going to help you pay for it. I'm going to help you. You know, I'll be here with the kids. And, you know, between like me and your dad, because my dad, we drop up to us every day. And he'd say, between me and your dad, we'll walk it out and we'll, you, you know, you can, you'll definitely do it. So I had it booked for this September to start. And then he passed on the 2nd of June. So I only decided to go back a couple of months ago. So I'm, wow. I started again. Well, I didn't get to start in the first place, but I started just a few months ago so right. I have to say it's um from the amount of counseling I've done and the amount of times I've done therapy and you know I've done EMDR for post-traumatic stress yeah and I've done so many different counseling things I can't I can't say like they're, they do help people but this college course has helped me like is helping me oh wow what I'm learning is is it's fascinating it's just really like it, it just draws me in and I want to know how the mind works and yeah how, yeah you know how maybe in maybe in, hopefully in four years time that I could sit in front of someone that's gone through what I have and yes like what a lot of other people have as well and just be able to not that I can make it better for them because nothing does yeah but it's it's just such it's a rewarding career I think and like I start I I started back walking last year and walking my friend's salon and just to talk to people in there and just mingle with people as well it's just nice to yes try and you know because I didn't yeah. do anything for a very long time and I actually didn't like really have much of a life anymore my life stopped for years you know for the well in three and a half years four years it really did stop and it just surrounded around the kids and yeah I, but for the first two years I was I don't think I was fully here you know I wasn't really here at all and I'm trying to make up for it in a little way you know trying to find my purpose in life and a meaning in life and be a man and be the best mom that I can and Aww. yeah as hard Why as it is I, I think that that's um to kind of remember him saying like you can do this like you can go to school that's probably so encouraging when you if you are struggling or if you've got to do a test or you're feeling like it's so overwhelming you have his voice in the back of your head saying like you can do this and just kind yeah, of I yeah did. as a reminder 
I'm so glad that he was the one that, you know, he was the first one that ever knew I wanted to study it. And he was the first one to say, no, no, do it. You've, you've, you're well able, you can do it. And I'm, I can't say it's easy and I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I can't say like that it's um easy because it's, it's a hard thing to study. And it, yeah. but you know, I do love the subject of it, but it, it is a hard thing to study as well. But, um, and I, I miss his support. You know, I, I remember handing in my first essay and first assignment and, I was so excited. I actually got it done, but I, you know, I wanted to just run up the stairs and say, "I'm it's done, Mark." And you know, just to have your partner, your your person is your, you know, they they're the one that you know give you the push, and you was always my biggest supporter and my protector. Like my, he protected me in life. He was my backbone. Yeah, know? yeah. I wanted to ask because I think it's a really interesting perspective about. Because I think a lot of times we hear about um, women and exercising and body image, and but to kind of see the the side of men wanting to, you know, look good and build muscle and things mm. like that, and the negative effect that it can have on men, and to be able to now share this message for anyone who's thinking about taking steroids or doing these extreme measures, how badly it can go um it's yeah. such an important message to share yeah it's not just women um you know men are human too and they they want the same like you know in, in life we all want to look good but it's still it's the obsession that it comes down to yeah and um, yeah and it's not good for your mental health and it a lot of people reached out to me after it was on the documentary and a couple of men even said to me I'm so glad that I stopped them I was in hospital you know in psychiatric hospital I was just I couldn't cope I was you know this was happening to me as well and I'm you know I wish I knew then what I know now like say of 100 messages there was probably 90 people or 95 that said they went through similar situations and about two or three said oh I'm fine you know yeah and and that's okay there's always going to be someone that's fine and that I didn't think that 100% of people were going to agree but I think what's the point in in starting something that you know there is a risk that's going to affect your mental health and I knew Mark I knew he wasn't you know he he wasn't um he he was the happiest go luckiest jolliest person and he wasn't that kind of period. this is the biggest shock yeah to us. yeah and I could see the decline in him from what he took yeah I I know it affected his mind like so it's just not worth it it's not what it's you know for the young like young generation of like now that are all going to the gym and wanting to look well and stuff sure if they keep going at what they're doing they'll probably they'll get there slower but they'll get there with their own minds yeah yeah well and you and you don't really hear about that negative impact um for men or women really that that it could affect your mental health because a lot of it is exercising will help your mental health and it will make you feel better and you know get out your you know stress and things like that but if you're taking um steroids or or enhancers or anything like that I mean, it's obvious yeah. that it, it's a negative thing because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't have to be followed by a doctor to wean yourself off of them to yeah. do it in, in, you know, a safer it way. Is, it's, a, it's a hormone. So, you know, we're, you know, we're hormones are what give us, you know, the high and low moods. And mm-hmm. but while you're taking steroids, they don't talk about the other things you have to take with them to level out the hormones because, right. Right. you know, you need to take testosterone, you need to take, um, a lot of other medication that you just get off the, the, you know, people in the gyms, you know, it's not done in the doctor's surgery. So you don't know yeah. what, you know, yeah. what you're taking, what milligram you're meant to take. And yeah. it's just a lot of mix of things to be putting into your, into your body. Like there's a lot of different side effects. I know with like hearts and it can affect your heart, lungs, liver, you know, it can affect a lot of things, but right. your mental health is, it, do, it does really affect like how your mind thinks and I know he Mark called him the devil he said they're the devil oh, you wow. know I, I 
I wish I never ever started them and anyone that's young I will tell them not to start them and I'll make sure they know not to ever touch them and so I he's not here to say that he's not here to put his voice out now and I've, I've done it already but I'll still talk of it I think it's what he, he'd love people to know he'd love them to not go down that road you know because I still feel I feel he would be here if he went, never went mm-hmm. on that road of taking them yeah absolutely well I'm so thankful that you reached out and you know and are, are able to use this platform as a way to spread awareness and to keep Mark's memory alive I think it's so special yeah your story yeah. with him is so special and your children are just amazing reminders of him and to share the the hard right because it is so hard after you lose your partner it's so incredibly hard and I know that there are a lot of people out there who have been in the same situation or maybe going through the same situation so to be able to hear yeah. someone that has gone I mean you're you're still in it right but it yeah, is important to hear yeah yeah it is a journey because you're always faced with something to grieve different every day like I know even if I go to the supermarket and pass by his foods that I would have bought him for dinner. Yeah, I think yeah. That, you know, that upsets me. And going on a family holiday and it's just me and the children and not yeah. Mark with us, does, it, it doesn't end. It doesn't go away. It'll never go away. You know, no, it, it, it's I, always I, there. my world and it doesn't go. The pain yeah. will never go. I feel that way too when I go, you know, clothes shopping and I'll see t-shirts that he would have liked and yeah. I would have just bought them, right? And and it yeah, there's just reminders everywhere yeah, and everywhere, there's always yeah. that pain. And you don't know when it's going to hit. Like it's from the moment I wake up, I find mornings really hard because I'm just not waking up from beside me. And even now it's 4 years on the 2nd of June and I still can't get used to going to sleep. I still struggle sleeping. I still struggle waking up um, and then spending a whole day. You know, I'm so glad I have my kids because they keep me going. And, I'm, you know, you'd be the same. It's the, you keep going and you keep planning things for your with your children. And I dread the day that they're older and they leave. Yeah. And they get married and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to keep them young forever Aww. so they can stay and keep me going. But yeah, they do yeah. all, they make this little plan between them. They say, Mom, we're never going to really leave. Like Aww. if we leave and get married, we'll walk out days. I'll come Monday, you know. Oh, Ryan gosh. will come Tuesday. Amy will come Friday. You know, they'll walk yeah. it out between them. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. So you're never going to be on your own. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's so wonderful. Oh, my God. And you know what? That's that is kind of a gift right you think that you built your family with your husband and now he's gone but he left you these children who are are going to be with you forever and you know you'll never truly be alone so that is it is kind of a wonderful little gift four little pieces of him absolutely Yeah. yeah and they each have a little bit of his personality in them all especially my eldest he's as funny and sarcastic as he looks the image of him as well it's like having it's like looking at him when we met because he's the same age as well he's only 14 right wow it's it's funny when I look at him and I'd say to him god you're the same age you are you know that me and your dad met and he'd say mom like I cannot imagine how you you know if I met my wife now yeah yeah (laughs) And I feel like if my son brought home a girl, I'd be like, I'd scare her away. Like, yeah. no, 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 you're too young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. I, I look at him as being my baby now. Now I know how, like, how Mark's mom felt. Because, yeah. You know, she used to say to me, God, like, because he, he was 16 then and he left school and started working with my dad and kind of started staying, you know, more and more over with me. And I remember she was saying, God, he was so young. And now I look at Dean and I say, God, he actually, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine him starting to move out and stay out in his yeah. girlfriend's house from this age and then marry her. You know, <laughs> I just can't imagine it. But that's, I think we, we grew up and we matured very quickly from, you know, he was my only ever relationship I ever had. So it's all I really know. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. it's, it's nice. So it's lovely to have. 
us. Thank you so much for sharing him with us and and your story. Thank you. And yeah, I think I think you're amazing and I don't know. Yeah, I know it doesn't make it better, but like you are so strong and yeah. brave and you know, if if this story gets out and, you know, saves one person, I think yeah, it'll just be so important to yeah. spread this yeah. message. It's, and... it's always worth it's always worth talking of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always worth talking. Talking is therapy. Yeah. Yes. I think it might help if it helps one person and it's you know, even if it doesn't, it's still good to talk. And it was good to talk to you too today as Aww. well. So it's always good. Well, we're going to have to have you back when you're done your schooling so that yeah. you can be our therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have you on from like once a month. From all the talks you're doing. Yeah, from all the talks you're doing, you'll, probably, you'll definitely need some therapy. I I'll think so. I four years. I yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Sarita. We are no, so you. excited that you connected and... We're going to have to add Ireland to our list of places to visit when we uh, get through this pandemic. And Absolutely. I would love to go there. Yeah, well, Dublin. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Amazing. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Your kiddos should be getting home soon, or I guess the rest of your <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, they are. Thanks so much. Oh, thank thank you. you. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Carling. <laughs> I just looked at you. I was like, are you going to do it? It's always me. We kind of do have a canned yeah, we do. Start because I'm always like, hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle, do you want to get off your phone and start recording our podcast? <laughs> well, I never tell you. I, we never do a three, two, one action. No, we do not. It's I just hit it. Out and, of the blue. You know, we're just, that's what, that's us. <laughs> out of the blue. <sighs> Anyways, that was a rough story. That was rough. How really, are you feeling? Ugh, I'm feeling okay. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And uh, Sarita is amazing. And the I don't know her future is just so bright with like her yeah. education that she's doing and she's going to help so many people yeah and her kids just seem like wonderful yeah little I don't know Humans. balls of sunshine in her life like yeah and I think it's just I don't know this is just such a good example of where we just need to talk about these things more absolutely and you know to her point it as soon as you start reaching out and talking and you make those connections and community just I don't know. I just think I'm the worst at bottling things up. Yep. And I, I take a long time to process and I'm not one to naturally like seek out uh, like community around what right. I'm going through. Yeah. And I think this is just such a good reminder that somebody else is going through what you're going through or they've been through what you're going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. And I don't know. It's just that was really good. It was. And Sarita, thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story with Mark and all your kiddos. and Yeah, and yeah. I think if you're feeling, after listening to this episode, if you're feeling heavy or stressed or, you know, I think it's really important to take care of yourself and reach out and, mm -hmm. you know, just connect with somebody. And, and know that there are resources out there. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you live in the world, there is resources for things like suicide or mental health yeah. or, you know drug use, addiction, yeah. anything. Um, just find those resources and they save people's lives every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, for us, it's Sunday afternoon. It is. And it is 27 degrees today. It is. Do you it's know what like it's radios. It is a balmy 27 <laughs> degrees here in uh, Alberta. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> it is going to be hot. It is. I know. And... My kids already asked to go on the sprinkler. Oh, I was going to say we should go walk with them and get Slurpees. Oh, that's also a good idea. Yeah. Is it because you want a Slurpee? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that I don't like Slurpees? Not even the ones with the ice cream? No. I'm not a... Something about them. I think they're too sugary. Yeah. And that's weird for me to like them. I can't And it's weird much. for me to not like them because yeah. I love sugar, but they're yeah, too sugary Yeah, you like sweet drinks me. and yeah. I hate sweet drinks. Yeah. But on a hot day, mm -hmm. it really down. takes Real nice. the edge off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I add liquor to it, then maybe. Ooh, like a boozy slushy, Like a Malibu or something inside. Yes. Mm, idea. Yes. All right. Well, we I know think... what the rest of our day looks like. <laughs> I was just going to say, Rachel and I, my friend Rachel, are going on a big, long walk. And then we're going to end up at the river and we're going to let the dogs. Oh, fun. Swim and frolic. That sounds perfect. And all of that. And then I need to unpack more. Yes. 
unpack emotionally or unpack I was going to say there's a lot of things that need to be unpacked, <laughs> but um, I just feel like semi moved into my space and I've only signed a six month lease, so I'm hesitant to fully unpack. Yeah, I but feel also that. for my own well being. Yeah. And, yeah, I just need to. You don't want to feel like you're dodging not around fully boxes living. And, yeah. There, right? Yeah. So, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, you're never moving, so <laughs> this is true. You better get comfortable. <laughs> I mean, now that my hours have been cut, there's no way I'm saving up for movers. There you go. In six months, if you yeah, recall, girl. one of the last episodes, I said I'm either never moving again, yeah. and or I'm saving up to hire movers the next time I move. Yeah, no, you're never moving again. So at this rate, I hope the leans are comfortable with me I think there they because... like you. I hope so. You guys are BFFs. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys have a really great day. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Have a good week. Um, we said it at the beginning, but I'm going to say it all the time. Check out our Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, for $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes and... Yeah, we do giveaways. It's like fun over there. Yeah, all of our $8 patrons are getting a sticker bundle mm-hmm. for free or mm-hmm. like in with their included in their membership. Yes. And we did a draw with our $5 patrons um, to get entered into a draw to win a sticker packet. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda Simconis won. Yeah. So she, she has an episode on our Patreon. She has two. Two, two yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah, Reese's story. So I'm really excited that she won. And yeah, I don't know, guys, reach out to us, communicate with us, communicate with us. Communicate. Communication is important. <laughs> Leave us a review, drop us a message, comment on our stuff. We just tag love... us in your stories. Yeah, we just love it. We love it. Yeah, we love you. Aww. I feel like we need to break into song, but I don't want to sing the Barney song. I think we sing too much on this podcast, honestly. And people, or do we not sing people enough? People don't like it. <laughs> watch, let's stop singing for the next like six episodes okay. and watch our numbers skyrocket. Right. Be like, I would love to listen if only those two tone deaf people would stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a good day. Okay, bye. bye.